Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. Well, on behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, welcome. Joining us today is Amanda Name. And is that the correct pronunciation, Amanda? Uh, it's a Scottish name, so it's Nan, or you can roll the R if you want Nan. to. Nan. 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 I love it. <laughs> I haven't had any Scottish accents. <laughs> now, Amanda Nan um, is the author of the book Amanda's Tale a very personal journey through suicide and beyond. She was a management consultant who retrained as an educator when jobs were not available during the COVID lockdown. And she's been through an experience that is rarely discussed. It was a journey in pursuit of suicide that began with cutting. She drafted the book while she was in psychiatric care and its pages are made up of drawings and journal entries that she wrote during that time. Sharing her experience with us, it really requires a great deal of courage. And so let's learn more. Please wave your hands to welcome Amanda Nair. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you very much. It's like to be here. Good. Amanda, when did you realize that you, that you wanted to share this story with the public? Well, it sort of came towards the end of the process. Um, I can't answer this in a very short way, but um, in, the, in the course of my treatment, I um, started to look at the poetry more as uh, displays and explanations than something which is sort of viscerally coming out of me, which is the way they were at the beginning. Uh, and I guess it, um, it was partly therapeutic and partly with a view to sharing them that I said about writing the, writing the book. It took quite a thing to, um, to get to the point where I was happy for other people to read the poetry and look at the, at the designs. Um, so that could be a very long I imagine answer. it's a very personal, yes, very personal too. Well, yeah, why don't we start by having you read the first, the first expert excerpt that you wanted to share with us. Yeah, so the first exit is, uh, it's called The Suicide, as, um, as well it might. It reads, another day, another day goes by. I watch the, the arc of sun, the play of shade. I see the world through windows smeared. I lie here in this cell, the cell that I have made. I listen to my heart, its steady beat, despite me beating on. I will it stop. If hunger comes unwanted, then I eat. My body wants to live. My mind does not. So in that mind, I plan how I must flee, divorce my future, of my life, take leave. And the illustration for that, for that poem is in, uh, in black charcoal, and it's a deep, dark hole, black and white image. Yes. Do you have it there? Can you flash it up to the screen? I might be able to see it through the camera. Is that working? Mm -hmm. Lift it just a little. 
little higher. There you go. Okay. And that is in black and white. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is the start of the journey and the, and the, and the book changes colors and, and qualities as we progress toward your recovery. So it's very interesting to see that. Uh, what surprised me um, in reading your story was the, the downward path that you started on. Um, and it took you quite some time before you were reaching, you know, where you were in a psychiatric ward, ward where you were journaling what was going on. Uh, did this experience begin with, with the cutting or did it start actually before that? Uh, it started in a sort of mental sense sometime before that. Um, the cutting was the first actual damage that I'd done to myself. And um, to be true, I was quite impressed. Mm -hmm. you, you were impressed? That I was actually able to damage myself as much as I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's uh, that you were willing to do that. How many times did you actually start to commit suicide? Um, that's a funny way to put it. <laughs> um, there were probably... If you were not successful. But... No, that's right. Probably three or four different plans. Um, the last of which was the most serious. That, that is the other part of the story that I find fascinating. You developed elaborate plans on how you were going to do this. Yeah, and the, and the plans took on a life of their own. Um, I almost became like an automaton sort of working to the plan. Um, and I was completely committed to it. I wasn't about to undermine it by telling someone about it. Um, I had a plan. I felt good about the plan. Um, and yes, it was fairly elaborate. I, I especially the last, I think it was the last one where you scheduled lunch. You, you had been able to estimate how long it would take for the, um, your method to, to do enough damage to actually kill you. And so you planned social events around it. You went to lunch with your mother. I mean, that was a, an amazing amount of planning. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's right. I guess the more elaborate the plan, the more committed to it I end up being. Well, I it was, I mean, I, go ahead. Uh, I, I don't suppose you want me to discuss exactly what that plan was, um, but it, it had some time. Well, you it. could. It, Yes, I mean, you may describe it if you wish to, but I, I would leave that up to you. Um, I think, suffice it, from my perspective, what I found interesting was that the medical staff could heal what you'd done. They could stop the damage that was going forward, but it wasn't doing anything to help you stop wanting to do it. And that required you being committed. And how long were you there? Uh, it was about two and a half months in Adelaide, and um, so it was a while. They did, uh, you did a lot of artwork, you did a lot of journaling, um, and when you first began therapy, and, and you were ready, between when you started, when we just saw that picture, and when you were ready to leave, there's a sharp contrast between the two. 
uh, that really shows the, the, it was like a window into your life at that time. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, several things happened in the course of that, that long stay uh, that worked together to get me into a much, a much better place. Um, to try and explain that a little bit, the poetry has always sort of burbled out of me um, when I've been in a, in a, a situation where there's something serious on my mind. Um, that's just something I do. It's not great poetry, but, you know, it helps me sort of sort out my thinking. And so I was doing that in the, in the ward and uh, they had the weekly art group, so it seemed like a natural thing to put the two together. And um, I, was, I was bringing them back and basically taping them to the wall of my of my room but no I wasn't showing them to anyone and as far as I knew no one was you know no one was looking at them um, and then they gave me um, quite a lot of electroconvulsive therapy and what that did was in the end it allowed me to look at the displays um, in a much less emotional way um, so to sort of look at Look at them as sort of demonstrations of where I had been, rather than demonstrations of where I where where I was. So those things worked together quite quite well because it, it, it sort of gave me a window backwards into how I, you know, how I've been in Brooklyn in, at the time of the suicide and, and immediately following. And in that way, the uh, the ECT really worked for me. Um, so uh, those two three things together. Um, more or less got me to the, got me got me the door out out of there. It's interesting because you make a statement at some point when we were talking that thinking was the factor that got you there. You overthought, you planned, you calculated, and the ECT therapy wiped away some of those thoughts which most people are afraid of having their thoughts erased, but this actually worked to your benefit. Uh, yes. Um, it, it allowed me to sort of consider my thoughts in a more objective way, to consider the, um, consider the displays in a more, more objective way. Um, I'm not sure, I, I really don't know exactly how ECGs work, but basically, um, each time they give you a light anaesthetic and you wake up like a like a you know like a new chick out of an egg, um, completely completely blank, and um, mm. and gradually your um, you know your your mind you know, the memories come back your immediate memories come back and you remember who you are and why you are. But why that should be generally therapeutic, I really don't know. But for me, it was. But it was. It's. I mean, I've. I have, when I was much younger, I owned a bookstore and one of my first client, one of the first people to come in had been going through shock therapy, what we call shock therapy in the US. And that was for her, not a great experience. Um, it was very frightening, uh, but she was put there for the wrong reasons and she was already frightened for that reason. So um, I can understand why your experiences would be so very different. Yeah. Can you go okay. ahead and, and read your the, the second excerpt, the second excerpt that you brought for the, uh, the end of your stay? Yeah, sure. 
we just find it. Um, I guess quite reasonably, this one too is called Homeward Bound. I brought my blood, I brought my scars, I brought my sore and troubled mind. But then I bought some interests too, with runs of words and painted daubs, and watched the daily life of birds. And through these and the doctor's words, I found a door where I could go. And this image basically shows a doorway in a black wall with light streaming through it, um, lots of colour. Oh, much different than the first one. Yeah. You've made a huge breakthrough there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So when you, when you write this, what did you want readers to take away from your situation? I wanted, I wanted readers to understand that, you know, you can be in a truly awful place, but still be, be savable and still be able to recover. Um, I'm not saying it's the only way to recover, but it, but, you know, that it is an actual recovery that happened. And I think that's sort of a hopeful message for people who have relatives or friends who are, who are you know, suffering mental, mental health problems. Um, it may be interesting for some people have, asked, have wanted to read it because it's, you know, the, the, the descent to suicide is not something which is often discussed or put into, into, ride, into words. Um, so that you're know, interested to read it just from that point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it and I think it, it surprised me to learn that the dis, it is a descent into such a serious illness. It's it, it's hard to imagine that you would it, people wouldn't notice it along the way, but if you're not looking for it, it's it doesn't like slap you in the face. Is this a book of faith? Uh, not not religious faith, but I guess you know faith in 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 mankind in the human spirit. Um, you know, I I was amazingly fortunate to have the two ladies from Wilcannia show up when they did, and um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Um, I guess you believe what you believe yeah. in terms of how that was how that happened. Mm-hmm. There is an there is an author um, who does he produces and 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 he's a producer too and he's currently doing movies for Hallmark Channel here in the U.S. and he wrote a book called God Winks and they are moments like that where something that people come out of the most amazing places to be at the right place at the right time to make a difference in someone else's life. And there are so many of them that he's, you know, he really believes in that power. Yeah, well, as I say, it was, I was amazingly fortunate. What do you want to do next with the book? Um, I don't, you know, it is, it is what it is. And I'm not going to start trying to write um, sequels or prequels or you know, anything of that type. I'm going to um, continue to, mm-hmm. to promote it in, um, you know, places where it might it might be of might be of interest. Um, it's the beginning of that journey. 
and that is its own journey. <laughs> it, we're all still learning that one. Have you had any reaction to the book from other people yet? Yes, um, I belong to a writing group and I read it through to them. So that gave me a fair, you know, even they're, look, they're looking for the spelling errors and commas and whatnot, but, but, um, but their reaction encouraged me to, um, to continue and to, to publish the name. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Which is, and they're in a position to know what's working and what isn't and to, to share that with you in a positive way. Yeah, that's cool. Have you been to um, Have you been to any clubs or other organizations who might be interested in this topic? Uh, I haven't yet, but um, I am. Well, apart from the um, mental health communities, um, I've been to them, but uh, I'll need to think think further. I think the mental health communities should would would find great interest in this. Um, I've had. In the time I've been doing these interviews, I've had three or four books that have been similar in nature, meaning that they, they capture the writings and the, the poems and the um, thoughts that are going through people's minds when they're going through a mental situation. Um, two of them have been schizophrenia, which is its own version. Yeah. And and a third one is was bipolar disease, and it is a he that young man created a superhero because it's a it's a disorder of electricity, and so he took that and turned it into the power of the superhero. So he had some fun with it, but he's hoping that he can communicate the feelings, what you're feeling and thinking when you're going through one of these episodes. And I imagine that's what you're hoping to do as well through your poems. Yeah, indeed. Um, although understanding that they weren't, they weren't written for that purpose. Right, right. No. They were part of therapy at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So where are the books available? Uh, at the moment, um, through my own website or Amazon's got it. But that's a bit of a movable feast. And what is your, what is your website? amandanam.com amandanam.com okay um amanda is there anything else on the website that readers would find of interest besides the offer for the book um there's there's quite a um quite a collection of short stories and poetry that that preceded this this um, this book um as i say it's something that i've always uh -huh. done. you've enjoyed writing I do enjoy writing, yes. Okay, good. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come be with us. And, and I really appreciate your willingness to share your experience because it, it does provide insights that help readers you know, deal with others who may be going through exactly this kind of situation. And, and I'm glad that you were able to transform your thinking in, from a fairly destructive place to a very positive one. It's much, you know, it's an example for others that it can be done. If you can do it, they can do it. 
So I'm glad you I, shared that with everyone. I'd uh, also like to thank, thank our listeners. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to thank our listeners. Uh, as a reminder, we've been talking with Amanda Name about her book, Amanda's Tale, A Very Personal Journey Through Suicide and Beyond. And if you're, if you're hiding these kind of behaviors um, and you think you're in control of them, she, her story is very good to make you aware that that may not be the case at all. Uh, and so take her story to heart and seek help if you're willing. So thank you again, Amanda. It, it is a powerful journey. I appreciate your taking the time to share it with all of us today. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So that's a wrap for today, everyone. Bye for now okay. and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.